are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We're back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, July 13th, and we have a fantastic episode full of NFL, the second week of divisional predictions. Uh, so nothing, we're not short on anything to talk about, right? We have we have so much to go over. Uh, we're going to start the show with a little Packers rant. So we haven't talked about Green Bay all that much recently, but you know, with the addition of Jordan Love and losing Aaron Rodgers and getting closer and closer to the season... There's a lot of questions. You know, what are you going to see in Green Bay? So we're going to start the show with that with Tim's rant. We'll have hits and misses to close out the first segment. And in the second segment, that's home to the divisional predictions, the AFC West this week. So arguably the best division in football. Superlatives, uh, too. And Very the superlatives excited. to finish it out. I think we all know who MVP is. It's, yeah. I mean, it's... The best division to talk about, though, and I think predicting it is going to be very fun. And in the third segment there, we got the news to start us off and a discussion on the top NFL teams to miss the playoffs. It was something I was thinking about earlier in the week. Um, I was listening to a lot of sports stuff uh, on various different channels and outlets, uh, and you start to think, right, we've always talked about it, and we've talked about it a lot in the last two weeks especially, but there's a lot of teams in the NFL that, that fall out of the playoffs and then some that make it in. But then there's going to be some big brands that I think won't make the playoffs and some big teams that will kind of fail their expectations. Well, I mean, we're looking at the AFC West today. There's there's three teams that would it surprise you if they won the division? No, right? Like, would it surprise you if a Hall of Fame coach right. and a future Hall of Fame quarterback who won, what, five games last year go, oh, we went 11 and compete for the division? No, it wouldn't no. shock me. But would it shock you if they came in last? Probably yes. not. I mean, well, I uh, mean, it would surprise me, but I mean, they were really bad last year. Like, yeah. it's not like it's not like it would be that much different. Yeah, it's gonna so, be gonna be a good one today. So, thanks for joining us. No matter what platform you are joining us on, you can watch the show, Spotify, YouTube, and Amazon Prime Video. Listen to the show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Amazon or Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. There it is, and uh, of course iTunes. So go check it out, guys. I'm overwhelmed. Those will all be in the description if you're <laughs> overwhelmed like I am. So again, we were mentioning it. We were checking, you know, kind of looking at the NFL teams. I'm checking over under win totals, right, for uh, for the NFL teams this morning. Part of my prep for the AFC West, like, what does the market think of these teams? So, you know, it's uh, Vegas is unfortunately for us betters out there usually right, right. So I want to see what the what the, what does the market think of these teams? Now Green Bay obviously isn't in the AFC West, but again, I'm looking at the entire list. And it's a team that stood out to me. I'm like, oh, Green Bay. Like you know, like he said, we don't, we don't, we haven't talked to him about them in a while. And uh, seven and a half wins. They're they're over under win total. And uh, my initial take was, okay, that that feels like an over to me. Um, yeah, I think the roster is pretty good. Aaron was average by league standards, 91 pass rating, pretty average. You know, top 12, but nothing nothing overly Aaron Rodgers feel right. It wasn't an MVP caliber season by any means. Uh, and they won eight games, or I'm sorry, nine. I don't know. They just missed the playoffs. Eight, nine, nine, and eight, whatever. So I think eight is reasonable. With a little bit less chaos this year, Jordan Love comes in. I'm like, okay, eight feels reasonable to me. But then I start looking deeper, and the more I think about it, it feels like a six to seven win team to me. The more the more I look into Green Bay, uh, especially Jordan Love in specific. Yes, the O line's good. I like the running game, but their weapons are ranked. I don't know, depending on where you're looking, anywhere between 25 and 30. Uh, PFF has them at 27. That's usually a good metric. PFF. I like most of their things. I, I use them for a lot of metrics in terms of ranking position groups. I think they're pretty good at that. Their secondary is a definition average at, at nine, or I'm sorry, 16. But, I mean, Jair Alexander rolls an ankle. What are they, 26, 27? Um, they're 19th on the defensive line. Nothing crazy. The, the crazy thing is, though, the entire thing hinges on a quarterback that we have no idea what to expect, Jordan Love. The question is, can Jordan Love excel with an average roster? Right? Can Jordan Love, who, I mean, as a prospect in the last, like, 10 years, he's certainly not like a Barroa Herbert, probably not even a Tua. Um, as, as a prospect, I would argue he's closer to, like, a Paxton Lynch from, what was that, seven years ago now than he is, like, one of the top 10 quarterbacks that we currently see in the league right now. He was a first-round pick, but it kind of felt like a reach in the first round. When he sees the field, yes, he's gotten better, but... 
let's not act like he's been special when he's been on the field. I mean, so let's look. Let's look at. Well, we can all agree Green Bay is a fairly well-run organization. A bunch of smart people, right? A lot of people like Matt Lafleur. I think he's okay, but a lot of people love him. Uh, David Bakhtiari's good. The front office is generally pretty smart. Right? They're thought of like this big brand, really smart, well-run. I would mostly agree. So let's look at some what we, what we hear out of the building right now. David Bakhtiari said, "Quote: This is a rebuild." So my Hall of Fame left tackle played with another Hall of Famer at the same position as Jordan Love said, this is a rebuild. Well, why would it be a rebuild? It's the same roster. I mean, the same running game. Offensive line actually gets healthier coming into the season. They lost They lost a pass rusher. Oh, my God. They drafted another one. Jair Alexander's healthy. The linebackers are about the same. Weapons are actually young, but another year in the system, so they should be better. Why would it be a rebuild? Because the only position that really changed in a dramatic way would be quarterback. How about multiple coaches, executives, front office people making comments along the lines of, or even exactly, slow down, let's temper expectations? You heard out of the Chiefs camp, like three weeks into uh, Patrick Mahomes' rookie year, hasn't even seen the field yet. Oh, this guy's special. Slow down, let's temper expectations. In year four? It's year four. Right, so let's line it all up. As of now, from what we've seen and what we've heard, the Packers have, I don't know what to say easily, but definitely the worst quarterback in the division. Offensive line is second best, but again, one rolled angle to David Bakhtiari, who's been hurt two of the last three seasons. They go down to what? Third, maybe? It's probably the worst wide receiver group in the division. I'll give them the best running back group, but I do think uh, Detroit's interesting with the rookie Jameer Gibbs. I think he's, it's a very interesting running back room. Could be number one. I, I, I would say that rounds out about average, especially offensively. So can Jordan Love carry average? I'm going to lean no, probably. I also don't think Matt LaFleur is as good of a coach as people think. I think without a Hall of Famer at the helm. And I, I don't think Aaron is, at that point, all that. He's, he's fine. But at the end of the day, he's still a Hall of Famer at the line of scrimmage, right? He's going to check in and out of plays. You're going to get in better run schemes, better protection. Hot routes are going to be a little bit crisper, right? So... With a Hall of Famer at the helm, you're going to look like a better coach naturally. And I don't think LaFleur is as good of a coach as Aaron made him seem. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but you're going to see more of a truer Matt LaFleur this season. So can Jordan Love carry that to the playoffs? I would argue no. In an improving division, yes, the we know the NFC is not as good as the AFC, but I would argue it's improving, right? Like Detroit's getting better, right? The, the only team that you can really look at and say, oh my God, they're going to be significantly worse is Tampa Bay without Brady. Well, like, Detroit's better. Chicago, now, I don't think they're very good, but they're going to be better. I think Minnesota, although they might regress a little bit, is still going to be close to a double-digit win team. Uh, Carolina got better. I think New Orleans got better. I think Atlanta it could sneak their way into a wild-card spot. It's a very, very weak schedule. Uh, the Giants aren't going to be as good, but they didn't lose any significant pieces. They're still going to be average at best, right? just like they were last year. They just got hot a little bit. Washington should be better. Another year under Ron Rivera. A lot of young guys getting better. We know Philly's going to be just as good. Dallas is going to be good. I mean, Arizona is going to suck. Everybody else in that division is going to be just as good, if not better. So the NFC is getting stronger. Now it's, again, by no means strong. But you're telling me that you're going to lose a Hall of Fame quarterback. People in the building are saying that it's a rebuild. We are to slow down and temper expectations. And you're going to get to the playoffs and make a run? I would doubt it. I'd probably bet the under at 7.5. Could they maybe sneak across an 8? Maybe. I feel good at 7.5 taking the under. I don't think Green Bay has what it takes this year. They probably missed the playoffs in my eyes. Again, we'll get to that later when we do divisional predictions. But that's what it feels like to me. It's something that stood out as I was looking at the over-unders prepping for the AFC West predictions. It's just, it's going to be so interesting. And there's so many pieces to look at, like you were talking about. Like, <clears throat> you could almost dive deeper and do a specific rant on, like, four subtopics of this topic, right? LaFleur without Rodgers. Yeah. Right? You could look at, just you know, Jordan Love. the fact that just Jordan Love only has 10 career games where he actually played on an NFL what, football he field. He started one. I think, yeah. Started once. Yeah, started one, but has gotten in nine others, right? Okay, so he's had 10 career, 60% completion percentage, three touchdowns, three picks. Very average. So, so below, I mean, that's and, and then average, you can look yeah. at it from the perspective of 
Look, Green Bay couldn't even win playoff games with Aaron Rodgers. They, first round exits, they yeah. struggled a lot. Now you add this this Jordan Love uh, guy in here who has very little experience. I would agree. And here's a weird thing is, and now this is this is you know kind of putting the horse before the wagon or wagon before the horse. I don't know. Whatever the saying is, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not 65 years old. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a total old person saying. Sure. But, get the point, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah the point is, um, like, if Jordan Love is even decent, does Green Bay feel this moment of like what do, do we do we have to pay him now? Even if he's say he's the sixteenth best quarterback, they sneak into the playoffs with the seventh seed, lose because they're gonna be playing the second seed, which is probably yeah. Philly or, or San Fran yeah. on the road. So any they're, they're they're not built to win that game, even if they exceed expectations. Does Green Bay sit there and go, Oh my god, do we pay? Because no. now you're in the middle of the road in the draft, so you're not probably gonna be able to draft somebody. Are you, and Green Bay is not a place where you're going to give up a ton of assets to go get a free agent. They never have. So what's so what's your plan? Um, are you you, you going to pay him? I'm not saying probably. Again, we are we're we're getting ahead of ourselves here because I don't think that's going to happen. Right, I don't I don't like, believe in Jordan Love. This is a big projection, but it's a good it's a good organization. It's stable. Like it wouldn't floor me if he's the 15th, 16th best quarterback in the league. That's like Daniel Jones level, a little bit better, but still. Sure. Um, I I'd say yes if the price is right though. Like you're not going to go out and pay like big money to Jordan Love. You know, I know that's that, exactly what we thought with Daniel Jones. Look right, but the, the quarterback market is crazy. You're right. I just don't know if they, like I, I think any awake, living, breathing person would know that you don't shell out the shell out the bank to Jordan Love. I would agree. I would agree. But we said the same thing about Daniel Jones. I know. I don't know. I, we got to see it though. We would have to see it. That's correct, um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen soon. Getting closer and closer to the NFL season. We're, what, like eight weeks out, seven weeks out as of this week? Something like that, yeah. We started the division predictions eight. at like nine, so I think, yeah. Eight, seven. Eight or I, seven. I don't know. Whatever. One of the two. We're getting very close is the point. Um, but, you know, let's get into some hits and misses. Let's start going over where we were right and wrong. All right, hit number one. <clears throat> Remember when Baker was with Cleveland? And all I heard... Baker fans just ripping me. What do you? What do you? Do? Baker's the future. Of Baker's <laughs> gonna take us to the promised land. Um, he's he's beating your Steelers. Okay, like first of all, once let's throw that out okay. there. Um, and I said Baker's a backup or a low level starter. Um, he doesn't have what it takes. Well, what do you know? He goes to Tampa Bay, uh, and they have a whopping six and a half over under win total. Uh, awesome. Same as Houston. Let me throw that out there yeah. with. With a better roster than Houston, and you know, not a rookie quarterback, not a rookie coach. So mm-hmm. I mean, what's that tell you? Kind of shows you how Baker's valued in Vegas's eyes, huh? He's a scrud. He just, he's just not. He's, he is not a good NFL quarterback. You know, I'm glad Could he's he, always been on this train of ripping him. I'm just. I'm, I'm never going to stop. Glad. Could he is, he? is he a top 32 talent-wise quarterback? Maybe, probably. But is he a, is he a starting caliber that includes everything from? demeanor to professionalism to play on the field is he a nfl quarterback i do not believe so I sorry don't so. i don't and uh um, he's a backup but i don't think he will be a backup because baker can't do that so i think i think he'll he'll probably be in tv in about two years was there a better feeling than being at ben's last home game and beating and see baker sacked like and seven just times. to see tj watt round the edge and just obliterate baker mayfield it felt so good I don't know what was better, that or the fireball, but uh, <laughs> they were both fantastic. The combination of the two. It was great. Uh, miss number one here, we thought the Buccos would screw it up and uh, you know draft the high school kid, which I don't think fits their timeline. Yes, they're going young, but within the next two to three years, I think they can compete with a relatively cheap payroll before you pay them all, right? Because we know the Pirates aren't going to be up there in payroll, which means while these guys are young, you have to be able to compete while they're relatively cheap. Yep. I'm not saying... World Series, but but playoff contention, much like, the, what, 2013, 14, 15, somewhere around there, yeah, right when they were competing. Time frame. When they were able to compete with, like, Kutch and Neil, Jay Hay, right? Yeah. Like, those teams. Marlon Bird. And I think Paul Skeens fits that timeline. I think it, within a year or two, he could be their ace. Like, it, realistically, could he be a top three starter in their rotation next year? I don't think it's a, a doubt in my mind that he can be. If not the ace. I was really happy to see this pick. I mean, his fastball plays. His his stuff plays already at the next level, so I'm very excited. When we were discussing it, you know, you wanted Dylan Cruz. I wanted Paul Skeens. They go ahead and take Paul Skeens. That is huge. 
That is huge. If you can get, now I'm not saying he's going to be a Garrett Cole, but if you can get a Garrett Cole type-ish player out of him, that's a hit. That's a yeah. big time hit. You know, I agree. The one thing that was I thought was like curious, right? What Dylan Cruz was asking for, I don't know, like a little bit over ten. I think it was like ten point two million dollars, right? The slot value yeah. was like nine point two, and we paid Skeens the slot value. And you hear people saying that you know the Buccas didn't want to draft Dylan Cruz because of the value. I'm like, it's only a million dollars more. I'm not saying that's like a small amount of money. But in the grand scheme of things, in baseball. But in the grand scheme of things, like you could have just paid more if you did want Cruz. So yeah. that actually, that tells me that they value schemes more. Yeah. So I, interesting. They went and they took a pitcher from Kentucky too. So. Did they? Who? Yeah. Uh, Austin Strickland. That's his name. I don't I I think I saw him pitch like once. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. Hit number two, the Yankees fired their hitting coach and they're going to hire Sean Casey as the new hitting coach. So it's the first time that Cashman has fired uh, a coach in season. It's just usually not something that they do. Um, and I said, I don't know how many times now, five, six, seven, maybe 10 times. They've traded, their philosophy has been trading home runs for strikeouts, when in reality, you need to get on base more to make the home runs more valuable, right? If yeah. you hit 400 home runs a season, doesn't matter if 350 of them are solo shots because you have nobody on base, right? I'll take 200 of them. I'll take 200 home runs, but 100 of them have people on base. It's going to be worth more runs in the long run. We'll see if they do. But my point was the Yankees have had a problem hitting for a while now, and, of course, they fire their hitting coach. Yeah, it's, it was needed. We don't like that style of baseball to begin with. You need base runners, um, and you need to play the game of baseball and not right leave runners way. on base. Yeah, and you can't just rely strictly on home runs. Home runs should be an accident, right? You should not be trying to hit home runs. You should and be trying to make the, solid contact with baseball. Maybe in the regular season, but the playoffs like are a different animal. Right? You have to be able to move runners over. Playoff you have to baseball. be able to hit situationally. Right, yeah. Backside hitting, sack flies, right? Like sack bunts. Right. Right. Being able to, you know, directionally hit the bat. Like th- there are things that matter outside of can I go yard or am I just gonna strike out? Yeah. Like, yeah, that might work on a Tuesday in Seattle. But it's not going to work against the Red Sox and the you know, ALCS or who, you know, whoever you're playing, whatever. Yeah, it, it gets super technical in the playoffs. Yeah. All right, missed number two here. So we're looking at the AFC West from last year, right? Obviously, we have <laughs> the AFC West predictions this year. Um, that was bad. That wasn't Oof. good. We had the Chiefs in third. <laughs> yeah. We had Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson in second place. Mm-hmm. We had the Chargers in first, which I don't think was crazy, right? I think we actually had the record almost spot on. I think they, like, they lost like a game or two more, whatever. Yeah. Um, we had Herbert being really good. He was, of course. Uh, but new rule on the show, let's just not doubt Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, yeah. let's just uh, – we, we started predictions today. You're like, all right, so who should we start with? And I'm just like, let's – I'm done messing around. We start with the Chiefs at one, and we go from there. Everybody else it's, – it's the Chiefs at one, the Raiders at, at four. Who's – like, we Here's can determine – are the Chargers two or are the the Broncos two? That's that's pretty much what it comes down to. We're, yeah. we're done messing around with the AFC West until we are proved otherwise. It is the Chiefs at the top. Period. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, we tried to get a little too cute with it last year. Uh, I think plus everybody in the league missed on Denver. All right, it's not a like, lot of people did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to say everybody, but yeah, a lot of people did. I mean, they, we're not we're not like a minority or anything. No, they thought. That, Russell Wilson should have been better. He should have been better. Three straight years, 100-plus pass rating. Did I expect it to go to 78? That's an anomaly. Like It's an anomaly. We missed there, though. AFC West was horrific last year. It was year. bad. Hit number three here. Article by uh, Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports claims that Kirk Cousins is a top-10 quarterback. What do you know? Now, I know it's just this guy's opinion, but he's you know fairly you know, well-known, right? Uh, we've been on this for, I don't know, since we started the show, basically. Uh, I said he's a lot better than you think. Just because he doesn't win in prime time does not mean he's a good B to B-plus quarterback that can go win you almost 10 games a year. Yeah. He's going to keep you in every game you're playing in almost every game. Um, he's going to lose you very few games, maybe two uh, two to three every every two years. I mean, he is a very, very nice NFL quarterback. You go look at his stats. He puts up big boy numbers. He's close to 100 pass rating almost every year. He's going to complete almost 70% of his throws. Uh, he, he's going to give you 25-ish touchdowns, 10-ish picks. Like, Kirk is going to put up big boy numbers. He is a legit NFL quarterback. We've been saying it for years, and what do you know? It's uh, Other people think it as well. Yeah. I mean, 100%. He's been good. If you Outside of primetime games, when the lights come on, he's good. Yeah, it, it's primetime, and it, so not everybody's a primetime player. Whatever, it's fine. Not everybody's Derek Jeter and is better in the playoffs. Sorry. Mission number three here. In our superlatives last year for the AFC West, we had Russell Wilson as the MVP of the division. Yeah. Um, he was downright <laughs> awful. I mean, look, partially Nathaniel Hackett, but still, 
downright awful. Um, again, there's no precedent in, in NFL history for somebody being three to four straight years of 100-plus pass rating, right? Super Bowls, very good, one of the best deep ball throwers, to 79 pass rating, can't throw a deep ball. That's never, like, it's never happened yeah. without a major injury. Oh, yeah. he, he, he hurt his hand a little bit. Without a major injury, no major surgery. Like, we also have a new rule on the show for the superlatives now, too. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP until proven otherwise? Yes. Okay, so the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. are at the top until proven otherwise. I think it's a good rule. It's a good rule. I think it's a great rule. It's been a, gr- it's been a constant. It's been a constant. What hasn't been for us, we have to make it a constant. It's been, right. in reality, it's In the it's league, been, it's been yes. a constant. Yeah. yeah, not here. It's a motif in the NFL, if you will, if you want to say that. I think, so, <laughs> little little sidebar, because we got some time. Like, well, there's this... It's something we talk about. Like, there's always the ebbs and flows of the NFL. Right? There's going to be new teams that that make the playoffs, old teams that drop out. Right? You yeah. know, t- you know, rarely are teams going to win the division. It's rare to see the Chiefs win it ten straight years or whatever. Right? It just doesn't happen in the NFL. But there are times it does, and there's sometimes where the obvious is staring you right in the face. Don't try to get too hung up on everything has to change. Right? Like for most of the league, but most of the league doesn't have a top one quarterback talent of all time yeah. and a top three coach of all time. Yeah. I mean... Like, not everything has to change. Yeah, some of it remains constant. The, like, the big dogs will. Like the AFC North, right? Or, I'm sorry, NFC North, right? I talked about Jordan Love and the Packers, right? Yeah. They lose Aaron Rodgers. That's a big change. That's a big change. There's one where you can predict, hey, I think the Lions are going to be better. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, that happens. We should probably cool it with predicting the Chiefs are going to come back down to earth because I don't think they will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They haven't shown any signs of it. And like you said, they just don't lose in September, so it's hard to give them losses early in the season, even when their schedule is a little bit tough. But, I mean, it's the Chiefs, and, you know, nothing really seems all that tough for them. They, they'll they find a way. They could be down 28 in the fourth quarter. They'll come back. Um, but, guys, we'll get to it next segment coming up. AFC West divisional predictions and superlatives on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back. Second segment, the issue, 13th of July, flying by. We are less than, we are about we are about two months away from the NFL season. Yeah. Uh, what, September 7th, I believe, the, the kickoffs are about seven weeks away. Yeah. Um, could not be more excited. We did the NFC West predictions and superlatives last week. We, of course, followed up with the AFC West predictions here in about two minutes. We will then have the superlatives following that. In the third segment, we'll get to some sports news as well as some discussion of there are a lot of really good football teams this year, especially in the AFC. Who's going to miss the playoffs? That might be a winning team that missed the playoffs, right? There's going to be, there could even be a 10-win team that misses the playoffs. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, to round out the show today. So, yeah, pretty pretty loaded show. If you missed the first segment, we talked a little bit about the Packers and Jordan Love, and then, of course, hits and misses per usual. Yeah, 100%. Uh, And it feels so good to have so much NFL to talk now. And, like, we're ramping up for the season. So, like, the the excitement's building. It's building. We're doing the divisional predictions. You're doing superlatives and and really starting to look into who's going to be that top team or that yeah. top player. Um, and then that just rolls us perfectly right into the, the predictions for week one. And we'll have that to, to go in about eight weeks. So God, that's I cannot an, wait to go one and oh. That's an, oh. 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 Yeah. That's right. Th- that's going to kick off again. We got the uh, so we'll, prediction battle. We'll have the head-to-head prediction battle, of course. But uh, for this one here, we're kind of on the same side. So AFC West predictions. Here we go. For those of you who are new here, we always start at four or the bottom of any list, and go up towards the top. So we will, of course, start with four here. And we kind of mentioned this a little bit in the first segment, if you watch that. But number four, the Las Vegas Raiders. To me, first of all, I'm not sure if Jimmy G plays. Um, And even if he does, is he going to give me a full season, right? And even if he does give me a full season, are we sure he's still... Because I I thought Jimmy G in in what we would call his prime in San Francisco was a top 12 to 15 quarterback. I'm not sure he still is anymore. If you include the fact that he is injury prone, I would argue he is not top 15 anymore. He's probably not a top half quarterback at this stage in his career with the injuries piling up. I like Devontae Adams, but he's not completely happy. We know that wide receivers get a little diva-esque. Can the locker room kind of fracture? I would also point out, that despite his offensive prowess, Josh McDaniels as a head coach has not been very successful. I mean, he drafted Tebow. That didn't work out. No. Uh, he's now run off Derek Carr. He seems a bit abrasive, uh, especially for a culture in not only the world, but in sports specifically, that is a little bit more nurturing, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, you can have some tough love, but like the days of just saying screw the star are just completely over. You have uh, to take care of yourself. I'm not sure he 
gets that and plays to that, uh, despite being a little bit on the younger side. So to me, the Raiders are the most unstable organization in the division, uh, especially you know, ownership, coach, quarterback, the whole way down. Uh, so I will put them at four. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Plus, you look at the fact that you know Vegas has been super noisy. There's been a lot of noise that has come out of that franchise in the last two seasons. Um, and that's not – we talk about it a lot. Two it's seasons. Not the, the last 32 seasons. I guess, yeah. It, it, that's not the recipe for success in this league. You don't hear noise coming out of the Kansas City camp. You don't hear noise coming out of the Steelers camp for the most part ever. Yeah, it's I, a well-run – Organization up until well this point with Stephon Diggs, Buffalo, same way. Exactly. So yeah. those big teams and organizations, franchises that you know are going to go a long way and that are going to be really good in the season, generally don't carry noise with them. And I will say, so kind of a little pivot here, back to the NFC West for a second. That's why I think the Rams are going to be a lot better than people think. Haven't heard a peep. Yeah. Haven't heard a peep. Good in quarterback, LA. good coach. Haven't heard a peep. In and in Los Angeles. L.A. Just throwing it out there. You don't you don't see that too often. Just throwing it out there. Number three here, the Denver Broncos. To me, I think they're a 10-win team. I think it feels about right. So I think they, they had, what, five wins last year. Um, you know, one team every year doubles their win total. To me, Denver feels like that's the team to do it. Look, yeah. you're going to get a Hall of Fame coach. There's no way Russell Wilson is going to be as bad as he was last year. Javante Williams comes back. Cluster injuries, cluster injuries on the offensive line. There's just no way it could happen again. Uh, same thing at wide receiver, right? You get Tim Patrick back. Jerry Judy's healthy. Cortland Sutton's healthy. Uh, so they have a very good wide receiver room. Again, injuries derailed last season. I know that Ross didn't play well. Hackett was a mess. But injuries were also a huge part of that. They had a bunch of contributors that were just, quite frankly, not able to play. Yeah. Um, I do worry a little bit about the pass rush. It's a little underwhelming. But I think Pat Sertan at corner, we'll talk about him uh, in a little bit here, is going to be a top corner in the league. So I think a 10-win team feels right. They'll vie for the 6th and 7th seed uh, you know, in the playoffs. It'll come down to probably the last week or two of the season to me. First of all, do you think that it's possible that Russell Wilson has another very, very down year? And the second follow-up to that, if he does... What do you do? Do you get rid of him? Because now, if he does, the now that's contract two years. is unmovable. It's so bad. So you're just stuck with him. Well, no. That's the nice thing about the NFL is like, yes, there's dead cat money, but for like a year or two, right? So you can get out of it. So do you it see him be, being this bad? I don't see him being. I don't think he returns to 106 pass rating like he was in Seattle. Best deep ball throw. Like, I don't think he returns to Maybe that 90, form. 90. Can he get me to 92? Like, like Aaron Rodgers last year was 26 touchdowns, 12 picks, completed like 64% of his throws, and had a 91 pass rating. Yeah. Can he be – and that's fairly average. Can he be a top 15 quarterback? He was like 25th last year. Can he be 15? Can he be, can he be 13? I think so. That's and if not that's asking too much. If that's the case, they win at least eight games. At yeah. least. Now, if he's, if he's terrible, what do they do? I don't know. So that's <laughs> just a, that's a, discussion, that's a discussion if that happens, yeah. I guess. I, I, I mean, I, I just know. don't know because they've kind of backed themselves into a corner here with Russ. I feel like if it doesn't work for them, they are screwed. I think that's the why they went all in on Sean Payton. I, you know what I mean? That's yeah. why they gave a first-round pick for yeah. Sean Payton. Like, is it, you have to go all in for a coach that's going to make Russ not a total failure because if so, Fair. I hate to say like if your quarterback's a failure, your organization's a failure, but I mean, it's pretty look around the league. It's pretty true. You know what I mean? All right, number two here, Los Angeles Chargers. 12 and 5, 11 and 6, 12 and 5. We went 12 and 5. I could see 11 and 6. Um, I don't think they're a 13 win team. I think 12 and 5 is about the ceiling. Um, if you think 11 and 6, you're probably a little bit skeptical on Kellen Moore. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think he's worth a win in a, uh, just himself as the offensive coordinator. Uh, I mean, look, with Justin Herbert and all that talent last year, they were a bottom five team in the second half offensively. There's just no excuse for it. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, big arm, can move, smart kid. Like, There's no reason that that offense with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, they had Quentin Johnson, they have a good offensive line now that they've revamped it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Once they get a bunch of players back healthy, it'll be even better. There's no excuse that that should be a bottom five second half offense. Yeah. I think Kellen Moore is going to change that. Um, defense gets... Hopefully, J.C. Jackson's back, healthy, focused. Khalil Maxson will be back and healthy. Joey Bosa comes back. Uh, it's a talented defense. Can they put it all together? They were somewhere around 20 last year. Can they put it together enough to be 14? Because if so, I think it's a 12-win team. With Kellen Moore, new weapons on the offensive side, if the defense can get up to 
top half of the league, I think it's a 12-win team. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things with Kellen Moore is he's going to bring offensive structure. That's what you yeah. need. So you have yeah, the pieces. And identity. Yes, and you have the pieces and you have the talent. But can we stop missing on fourth down attempts? Can we maybe kind of curve that a little bit? Maybe take some shots and, and some risks for sure, but in more calculated times. Just yeah, like I mean, that's fair. Let's not let's not just go out and play backyard football. This is the NFL at the end of the day, and you're not going to try to get your franchise quarterback hurt because what is Justin Herbert doesn't quit. There's no quit in Justin Herbert. So when it's fourth and two, and the, the, it's not there, he's, he's going to try to take it. Yeah. He's going to try to take it himself. Very yeah. Josh Allen esque. Yeah, but he doesn't have the frame and the size exactly he's, of a Josh he's Allen. He's big. He's not quite the athlete of Josh. He's Allen. not built yeah. like Josh Allen. Yeah, he's not quite the athlete. Um, so it just worries me a bit, and I think Kellen Moore is going to be able to like stabilize that. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And number one, again, we touched on this in the first segment as well. <laughs> yeah. Until further notice, the Chiefs are the top and the the class act of the division. Until I see otherwise. Look, Andy Reid, I, I think he's the best coach in football right now. You can't argue me that he's any lower than three. Yeah. Uh, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. I'm not sure I hear an argument for even him being two. I, I know Joe Burrow's great. Does he have two rings? No. Does he have an MVP? No. Does he have a Super Bowl MVP? No. Right? Can he throw off platform? Kind of, but not to the level of Mahomes. Not right? like Mahomes. Can. Is he as consistent as Mahomes? No. So you watch him play against T.J. Watt. Right? Like, I like Burrow. I think he's. I think he's probably number two, but I think there is a significant gap between number one and number two. Yeah. Like I, I think Mahomes is that guy. Like I'm done trying to be trendy and play around and say, "Ooh, but it could be the Broncos." You're no. Like the Chiefs are going to win this division. They have the best coach in football. They have the best tight end in football. They have the best quarterback in football. They have the best GM in football. They have a top three ownership group in football. Like that is the class of the league. Yes. Until further notice, the Chiefs are my number one pick for the division. They're thirteen and four. You could argue me into fourteen and three. You could argue me into twelve and five. They win a tiebreaker with Los Angeles. Either way, they're going to be a very good football team. They're going to win the division. They're winning the division. Mahomes is going to vie for the MVP. Andy Reid's going to vie for Coach of the Year. They're going to be another number one of the two seed. They're going to make a playoff run. It's, it's what does Kent Murphy say? It's like drinking Dr Pepper at this point. I just do it. Right? It's just, it's just <laughs> what the Chiefs are going to do. I have no doubt. There's your division. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and like we kind of joked about, I brought it up before we started here, when we were going back and forth saying, you know, you, you don't. Move the. We're not moving the Chiefs out of first until we see them actually realistically fall out of first in real I, life. I'm willing to be wrong for a year with the Chiefs being worse than I think, then actually try to lie to myself and say that they're going to make third place and then be yeah. obviously wrong mm-hmm. because they come in first like they always do. Yeah, and but even if they so if they were to slip to a to a number two. this season next season when we're predicting this again i still wouldn't feel comfortable having them outside of the one spot because i'd be like okay well they got second last year so i mean odds wise they're due to get they're going back unless they lose like like travis kelsey yeah unless Unless there's like significant changes which i don't see that because they are a very well run team as long as pat mahomes is there um run through the list What's that? The rest of the list. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, four the Raiders at five and twelve. Uh, number three the Denver Broncos ten and seven. Number two the Los Angeles Chargers at twelve and five. And of course, again the class of the league, the Kansas City Chiefs at thirteen and four. Rough estimate on records. Don't come at us. Probably not mathematically correct, but whatever. Just that's what we feel like they are. So that's what they're going to be. Yeah. All right. Go make yourself a list if you disagree. Send it our way. We'll see. But uh, either way, there's your AFC West predictions. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, AFC West superlatives. Yeah, so let's go. The best players in the AFC West. So we're going to give you the MVP, the Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Breakout Player, and the Coach of the Division. Um, So let's get right into it. AFC West. All right, let's go. So as you mentioned, starting with the MVP, um, I think Patrick Mahomes is the obvious answer here. I, I, now, I do think Herbert has a case, but I think in terms of value, yes, the roster is good, but can anybody have a an offensive line and a wide receiver group rebuilt in the past two years and still be at the top of the league? It's really I, impressive. I, you know, I don't think so. I think the most value, the most valuable player is Mahomes, right? With, with him not on that team. Are the Chiefs maybe sneaking into the playoffs? Maybe. But they are not a Super Bowl favorite. They are not a dynasty without Patrick Mahomes. He is obviously the best player and the most valuable player in the division. I mean, working with lesser and lesser talent every year, it seems like. Because, I mean, the, yeah, the cap and, is going to shrink a little bit with how much well, room and, you have. And to be fair, like his contract goes up, so it's partially his yeah. fault. But it's not looked at as his fault because he's still winning. He, he's not contributing to losing at all. No. Nope. And his contract isn't either, which is crazy. And when you can see it... 
That, that, that generally doesn't happen. <laughs> no. The more quarterback gets paid, the worse and worse everything gets around them. And while that might be kind of true, they're still able to keep some good talent. I mean, you can still have Travis Kelsey, which is a huge help. But, I mean, when Mahomes is on the field, they just win. They win. And I said it earlier, It can they can be down 28, they can be down 35 in the fourth quarter, Doesn't and matter. somehow they are going to win the football game. It is nuts. I could agree with that. Offensive player of the year, Justin Herbert. Again, you could argue me into him for MVP, but I do think Mahomes is a better quarterback. Um, Justin Herbert, though, fantastic. I mean, he has had the best first three years Pretty much ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, statistically speaking, yeah, the team success hasn't quite been there, right? The playoff game slipped out of hand a little bit. Um, but from an individual standpoint, Justin Herbert, I mean, the the size, the mobility, the accuracy, um, the maturity. The toughness. Right? The toughness, right. Every box you're looking to check in a franchise quarterback, Justin Herbert checks yeah. it. Um, I, I think there's an argument he will be the most productive quarterback in the division this year. I think Mahomes, again, more valuable. I think he's a better quarterback overall. But as, like, I mean, for example, last last year in the Super Bowl, he had, like, what, under 200 yards passing? Like, yes, he was efficient, but he wasn't the most productive he's ever been. Yeah. Like, I think Herbert will be arguably more productive than Mahomes. So I think offensive player of the year, that, that's a perfect fit for Herbo. That's fair. Um, that game where he was injured against the Chiefs and he had the, he run, the was like running with a broken rib, throwing with a broken rib. Yeah, and he could barely, you could see him in between plays, could barely lift his arm. But then when it came time to throw the football, he could rip it uh, and was extremely accurate and, and played his ass off all the way through the end of that game, which was, I mean, just, you don't see quarterbacks do that every day. Is just special, and I think yeah. he's still coming into his own. I don't even think he, he's not I don't even think hit, he's his, at peak. His, peak. Yeah, he I hit his peak. He hasn't hit his stride. Yeah, I, I, th- I feel like he's still picking it up. And now, like we've been talking about, like you add Kellen Moore into the system, yeah. what's he going to look like with a really good offensive coordinator? Probably so, really good. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. I am too. All right, defensive player of the year. Uh, so we were talking about like, is, is this guy a breakout player? Or is he is he just flat defensive player? We went back and forth. Yeah, uh, and we realized we picked him for our breakout player last year, and so I think he takes another step forward which another step forward for him would be, like, first-team all-pro level. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Patrick Sertan, the DB from Denver. I can see it. Um, I think it's a very real possibility he is a top two to three corner in the league this year. I think yeah, off the top of my head, Sauce, whoops, sorry, Sauce Gardner, Pat Sertan, I mean, maybe Jair Alexander, J- Jalen Ramsey, yeah. but I don't think he's... No, he's, he's out of his prime. He's fallen. Look, I think it's Pat Sertan. Like yeah. I, think, I think Pat Sertan, and he, I think he has an argument with uh, Sauce Gardner. Like I, I really think he does. I think I think Patrick Sertan is a fantastic corner, locked down, long, lanky. Just uh, yet another Alabama DB mm-hmm. who's fantastic. Are we surprised? I mean, like Minka, you know, Pat Sertan. They breed whatever. them there. I swear, yeah. it, it's insane. So Patrick Sertan, defensive player of the year, not breakout because I think he kind of broke out last year, uh, kind of proving he is a top ten DB. I think he takes another step forward, proving he's a top three defensive back. Well, and think about all the value that adds, especially in division with. Mahomes and Herbert, right? Like you, you're going to have a and Devontae Adams. Now I'm not saying sure. the, the, the Raiders are fantastic, but Devontae Adams is a real threat. He's a match. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of offensive firepower and, and balls in the air that you're going to be seeing against you every single week. Yeah, especially in division two times a year from each of these teams. Yeah, four times total. It's, it's not good. Uh, well, four times total between Herbert and Mahomes. And then of course, like we mentioned, the other two with Devontae. Devontae so that's right. six. You got six hard matchups. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Uh, breakout player of the year, Sky Moore. All right, second-year wide receiver in uh, Kansas City. Yeah. I was also shout-out Pittsburgh guy. Goes to Western Michigan um, as wide receiver. Now, breakout because, yes, people people have recency bias. where Oh, but he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Okay, well, first of all, it was his only catch. It was, it was his first touchdown catch of the year. Like, I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he's a really, really good athlete. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't all that last year. This year, I think he takes a step forward. I'm not sure if he's going to be there one, but he'll be wildly productive. I think he'll be like 850 yards, six, seven touchdowns, right? As opposed to, I think he was like 501 touchdown last year, right? Uh, But as a return man, he was also really, really impactful. I think he'll keep 
being impactful on special teams and crank up the offensive side of the football. I mean, they need a number one. Now, he's not the big physical frame of, of a typical number one. Quick, good route runner, nice hands, hard worker. Right? I think he checks a lot of boxes, mm-hmm. except for the height. I think you can get around it. I think he's a breakout player. Yeah, I think he's really going to come into his own this season. Uh, really kind of shine. And Mahomes is always looking for new weapons. I mean, come he on. He makes everybody work. I think that's also working in Sky Moore's favor. It's yeah. like, you, you, who's throwing you the football? Yeah the best quarterback on the planet right yeah coach of the year i think andy reed um this is another one where you just don't play around yeah yeah just like the mvp and just like whoever's number one in the division right Mahomes and the chiefs like don't if it ain't broke don't fix it you know what i mean, I mean like, we they, could drive for sean payton but i mean at the end of the day we haven't seen it yet and you have no idea what it's going to look like and now i think it'll be end up being really good but the andy reed level of coaching is so far and beyond I think he's at the point now where he can keep things out of the playbook for a later date and start setting the like whenever you're a play caller and you can set things up like mm-hmm. weeks and weeks in advance, right? Like knowing, say for example, oh, we play uh, the Chargers in in two weeks, you know, and they're they're pretty, you know, they they uh, you know follow the motion guy all the time, right? They're pretty motion happy, right? If it's man coverage. Mm-hmm. Which means the guy's running the whole way across the formation, which means you know Andy Reid's doing a ton of motion the week before. So they're just ready to follow the motion. And he's going to do one of those where motion, motion, psych, we're going back the other way, a little screen pass, gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just, whenever you can start setting up plays as a coordinator, like weeks in advance, you're just, that's a different level. It's a yeah. different level. Yeah. And that's that's the level Andy Reid is on. He's up there with <clears throat> the greats. So now, um, that's it. That's all it's Yeah, really. MVP, Patrick Mahomes, Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Herbert, Defensive Player of the Year, Pat Sertan, Breakout, Sky Moore, and, of course, Coach of the Year, the great Andy Reid, the best coach in football. Don't think it's much of a debate. Uh, when we get back, though, we will actually have a little debate for story number one on the sports news, so, guys, don't go anywhere. Let's go third segment, Thursday, July 13th, and we have some news to start off the third here and then we're going to finish the show with a little discussion top nfl teams that are not going to make the playoffs there's a lot of talent in the afc it's loaded down and even some talented teams in the nfc that probably uh, will slip out of contention and not make it we're here today to bring you some of those teams let you know you know give you a little bit of a heads up be wary the betting the betting people out there you go yeah don't put your money on on teams that aren't going to make the playoffs all right. Well, that would be that would be smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems that maybe bet the under on, right? Right. right. Maybe um, don't don't put a ton of money on like futures or anything like that for those teams. You know. Yeah. But Jets it, fans, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe. Um, so either way, gonna be a good segment. Um, in the meantime, make sure you're going to theissuesports.com. Sign up for that newsletter right there on the homepage. Um, check out the merchandise, and then when you're on theissuesports.com, you can now check out the issue podcast. And the Players Only Podcast. Um, all of those links are right there in the, in the homepage of the website. You can go look at the content from both shows. We're really happy about it. Pumped to get it going. Yep. Uh, and we have some really big things coming down the line with that. You guys are going to love the first episode. Um, it's going to be good. So it's going to be – I'm excited. I'm excited. Well. Um, for now, though, we have the news. We got some stories to start with. I hear there are some debates. I hear there are some things that – you know, uh, it will be interesting to talk back and forth about some bigger things happening now. Um, so let's get into it without further ado. Let's go with the news. Okay, story number one. We'll start with the best one. Andrew Luck is up for the Hall of Fame in 2024. Only played six years. Was fantastic, though, for those six years. Really bad roster. Comes Ooh. into, like, seriously a bottom three roster. 11-5, 11-5, 11-5, right? Like, gets to an AFC championship game with one of the worst rosters probably to ever get that far. Yeah. Up for the Hall of Fame this coming year. Does he deserve to be a Hall of Famer? That would be the the debate. What do you think? No. Nope. I've, I've thought about it now. Let's hear um, why. So here's the thing. I didn't know that we were basing Hall of Fame off of getting a not so talented team to the AFC championship game. I didn't know that singular accomplishment was hall of fame worthy. Number two, um, you played six years. Fantastic during those six years for sure. Loved Andrew Luck, nothing against the guy, but you look at careers like a Phillip rivers, longer, more longevity, 
was a pretty good, solid franchise quarterback. And he's like a fringe guy for the Hall of Fame. So then you have like Roethlisberger, right? Breeze. These are Hall of Fame type careers where you, you're the staple of the city. You're the face pros. of the city. Yeah, you win some Super Bowls. You don't just make it to an AFC championship game. Maybe you win it. Maybe you go to the Super Bowl at least. Maybe you win right? that too. So, like, yes, he's so talented. But he walked away from the game after six years. Yes, I understand. The circumstances are crazy. But, I mean, you have to look objectively at this. Because if we're just going to start letting guys like Andrew Luck into the Hall of Fame, we're going to open the doors to everybody that had a, a solid four to five year spurt in their career and then dropped off. No, 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 no. The Hall of Fame is for people that can sustain a career over a long period of time and be great over that period of time. Win Super Bowls. Win AFC Championship games. Get there on a consistent basis. Compete in the playoffs. That's that's the definition of somebody that goes into the Hall of Fame. Now, I would tend to agree with you. Um, I think the I think to get into the Hall of Fame, you have to be excellent. And I think the definition of excellent is... Or I guess you have to be great. And the definition of great is sustained excellence, yes. right? And although he was excellent for six consecutive years, I don't believe that that is a long enough... I don't think he sustained that long enough. I think it needs to be longer than six years. If it is as short as six years, right? For example, Mahomes. I think Mahomes could retire tomorrow and get into the Hall of Fame. But the difference is he has two Super Bowls. He's an MVP. He has a Super Bowl MVP. He has two league MVPs, right? Like, although Andrew Luck was good, in those six years, he does not have the accolades requisite to have that short of a career and still get into the Hall of Fame. I think it's possible. I don't think his resume is the one to do it. But, to play devil's advocate here, another argument is, were you at one point one of the best players in the game for a period of time? You could say for a half decade, Andrew Luck was a top three quarterback in football. Like, for example, um, you threw Phillip Rivers out there. Although Phillip was good, Phillip Rivers was never... You'll look back, Phillip Rivers and Kirk Cousins are the same player. Where, like, just because Phillip was in the league for a long time and compiled all these stats, he was never a top five quarterback in the league ever. Ever. Eli Manning was ever, was rarely even top ten. And they'll both probably get it. So, like, there's a fine line between, so you play for 15 years. Just because you play for 15 years doesn't mean you're automatically getting in. Because if you play for 15 years and you're productive, like Kirk Cousins, trust me, Kirk Cousins is going to be in the top, I don't know, 20 all-time in yards and touchdowns. Because he's going to play for another 10 years, probably. Derek Carr might have an argument like that, right? If you're going to let in those type of guys who are just slightly above average for a long time, I think there's an argument for a short burst of greatness. Sure. I personally don't think he should get in. I think there's at least an argument for a short burst of greatness as opposed to 15 years of slightly above average. And I I see that. But, like, if you're going to have a short burst of greatness, that better win you a Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yes. You better at least win your conference. Yes. You better have a couple uh, league awards. I would agree, right? Like, so I said, short, short sustained burst of greatness like a Mahomes-level yes. burst of greatness. I don't think Luck had that. He didn't. And there's an argument he didn't. But he didn't, I don't think, in my eyes. And just because he got hurt and had to stop playing the game doesn't mean we have to pander to this fact that he has to somehow be in the Hall of Fame. I would agree with you. I would agree. All right, story number two, your Vladdy Guerrero Jr. won the Home Run Derby. What was that, uh, Monday night? Yeah, Monday night. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Derby. I First of all, I used to be. I, I used hate to... the timer. It's the worst thing for the yeah. Derby I've ever seen. Yeah. I absolutely hate the timer. I don't like that either. Um, I used to love the Home Run Derby. I, it's just not really appealing to me anymore. No. You see that kid take a line drive off the face, though? Now that's appealing. That was funny. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, probably. It's yeah, probably not good. You know, hopefully the kid's okay. Yeah. Kind of joking. But, I mean, like, in reality, it was probably the most entertaining part of the night. Like, <laughs> like the Home Run Derby just does absolutely nothing for me. And I will, I'll give um, the Pro Bowl credit. I'll give 
well, Pro Bowl's not that watchable either. Actually, hockey, I'll give the most credit to. Hockey, I will sit down and watch the entire All-Star weekend. I think the skills competition is really, really good. It's fun. I think the three-on-three tournament is fantastic. The three-on-three is insane. Yeah, the tournament style, I think, is is a lot better. Now, I'm not saying you could do that for baseball, but also, like, I think you could. I'm not saying they should. I, I, I think they could, though. You could do something more than what they're doing. I would agree. I think it's I think it's the most unwatchable uh, professional sports like All Star Weekend. I would say it would go baseball, then football. Football's bad too. Football's we we bad. can't forget about how bad the Pro Bowl. And then I'd gotten. go, and I'd go basketball, and I think hockey would be the best. They turned, dude. They turned the Pro Bowl for football into flag football. Like we can't forget that. It's bad. It's bad. Now the skills competition though, is, think, is at least somewhat watchable. That's why they're understand. not last. Like with all the technology advancements, with how big these leagues are and how much money they pull in. Why wouldn't your All Star Weekend be like so much more attention grab? Like, why wouldn't you want to make that a very, very profitable week in your league? Well, okay. First of all, the All Star Game was on a Tuesday. Homer Derby was on a Monday. Yeah, you're not drawing ratings on a Monday or Tuesday. I'm right. sorry, it's just not going to happen. But like, why is that not something that they're trying to capitalize on? When you you get they the clearly best don't player, care. Well, you get the best player. It doesn't make sense because you have the best players in the league. That you have as a league in one place all together for an entire week. And that's what you get. You get a Monday night home run derby. You get a Tuesday night all-star game. I think a tournament is interesting. Do something. Spice it up. You got all this talent in the same spot and you're just going to let it pass by. Hear me out. Six divisions. Right? There's six six divisions. Take, you know, like instead of conferences, like, right, or, you know. Central, or I'm not, I'm sorry, NL and AL. Yes. Do divisions, and then the top two divisions in terms of division wide winning percentage, right? So all the teams' winning percentages. Oh, yeah. Those two get a buy. Interesting. And you play a tournament. Interesting. I don't think it's crazy. All right, story number three here, real quick. Shohei Otani. Um, would you, so rumor has it, right, he's probably going to leave this season, right? They're, the Angels aren't going to be able to pay for him. Should they trade him to get something for him? But then again, you're going to be the people that traded Shohei Otani. Right. Um, so they're not going to be able to pay him? I, they're just... The Angels aren't going to be able to give him $700 million. Dude, they're find the money. They, I don't care what you have to do. Find the money. I wish it I wish it worked that way. It's, I don't think this, it happens. The best, this is the best in the generational player in baseball. You were talking about like the Patrick Mahomes baseball right now. He is the best baseball talent I've ever seen. You I would do everything I can to, to find the money. Him. But if you go look in your books and you're not going to have enough money to pay them, I would deal them. Who does have the money to pay them? The Yankees? Yankees, just gonna be Dodgers. Yankee? You could argue Padres, yeah. God. I don't know, it's crazy. New York. It's going to be annoying. The best baseball talent that I've ever seen. But let's go ahead and transition into a little bit of an NFL talk. Okay, so again, I, I mentioned this um, to start the show, right? I'm sitting there, I'm doing prep to, to look over the AFC West, right? To do the predictions like we do. Uh, in the second segment, we did it last week, did it this week, we'll do it for the next six weeks, right? So this week was the AFC West. Um, so we're looking at the Chiefs, the Broncos, Chargers, and of course, uh, the Raiders, right? But I'm pulling up the entire list of the over-under win totals, right? Kind of getting a gauge, what does Vegas think of these teams? Again, Vegas is frequently right. And I'm looking over the list, and and I talked about how the Green Bay one stuck out to me, but what also stuck out to me was... The number of teams in the same division or the same conference that are clustered, if that makes sense, right? Like, like let me let me throw something out there. Like, the Bills are ten and a half, right? Their over under is ten and a half. The Jets, nine and a half. The Dolphins, nine and a half. Right? Like, you you notice in the trend here? Like, what are the Patriots here? Seven and a half, right? So the worst team in that division, seven and a half wins. Right? Like, for I you know lack of a better term, like a cluster, you know, you know, you know the rest of it, yeah, right? Yeah. But we'll call we'll say log jam for the purpose of this show, right? <laughs> There's a log jam in that division, right? You how about go look at the uh the, the AFC West. We did it today. Right? Chiefs, eleven and a half. Uh let's see. Chargers right here, nine and a half. Right now I know I know the Broncos are a little bit low, but they're still eight and a half. Right now, of course the Raiders, that's a different story. Uh, they're down at six and a half. But again, those top three teams within a, a, a game or two of each other, right? And it made me think, because the NFC, I don't think, has this problem quite as much. But there are going to be really good football teams that don't get in in the AFC. How about the AFC North? Steelers at minus eight, or I'm sorry, at eight and a half over under on their win total. Eight and a half. 
Let's see. Let's go. What about the Ravens? How about 10 and a half? First of all, that's really high. And then 11 and a half for the Bengals. Browns at 9 and a half. Again, all within roughly a game. So it goes 8 and a half Steelers, 9 and a half Browns, 10 and a half Ravens, and then what, 11 and a half for the, for the Bengals? Yeah. Right, so it's you're going to have teams. So let's 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 go ahead and, and say something that I don't think is controversial. Right? The Chiefs win that division. Um, I think the, ja- the Jags win that division. I think the Bengals win that division, the, the, you know, the AFC North. Let's say Buffalo wins that division. Who then gets in? So now you have Pittsburgh that's an ascending team. You have Baltimore that has consistently won double digits. You have New York, who now has a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have the Dolphins, who, when two is healthy, has been fantastic. You have Justin Herbert, who very well could win an MVP, and it wouldn't shock anybody. Mm-hmm. You have Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, who will both be Hall of Famers. That's six teams right there vying for three playoff spots. Three. So you're going you're gonna to be left with three, three really talented teams. That would all playoffs. make the playoffs in the NFC. All of them. All three of the teams that missed the playoffs out of that group would make it in the NFC. At least exactly. two of three. Yeah. Like so so let's throw let's let's keep playing this hypothetical. Out of those six teams, let's say the Steelers, um, the Dolphins, and the Chargers get in. Right? That would leave the Ravens, the Jets, and the Broncos on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I mean the Ravens in the NFC. So now flip over to the NFC, we're gonna have Philly, San Francisco, New Orleans, and we'll say Minnesota wins that division. Would the Ravens be the next best team? They'd be right up there with Dallas. Yeah, I'd argue they're. I think they're better than Minnesota. Dallas. They're better than Minnesota. They'd be better than Dallas. I think so too. Depending on what division they are in, and then they could get, be they could be a division winner depending on what division they're in. And you go to a wild card. I mean, they're better than any any other team that's going to. I would argue the same. Team. Depending on how Aaron looks, now that's a that's a little bit of up in the air because we don't know how Aaron's going to look. But if he looks even if he looks like he did last year, I would argue the Jets would be would be a top seven team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Again, For same sure. thing with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. We don't know, but if they look like we think they can look, they would be a top seven team in the NFC. Like, there are going to be really good football teams. So, so I would say be careful with this whole it's playoff or Super Bowl or bust, right? Especially for like the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, Hard Knocks, that media, and they don't make it. Could you imagine? Right, like, tough. But I don't. I, I wouldn't say it's a failure. It would be because of their direction and their vision for it, right? Like if they didn't go out and try to get the best quarterback available on the market, and they didn't want, and they didn't go get a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, the only reason they went veteran like that is because you you bring over the experience. You yeah. bring over the, the years and years and wealth of knowledge, and you bring him in to win now. No, I agree, but... And especially with Hard Knocks, you have everything there with yeah. the media. Everything is set up there for you to make a playoff run for the first time in how long, right? I mean, why else would Hard Knocks be interested in the New York Jets football team? I mean, it, you bring up a good it's point. It's all set up for them to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, this season's a waste. I'd see, I don't know if I'd go waste, but you do bring up a good point, right? Like, they did bring him in to win now. It's interesting, right? So, like, that's that's the struggle with the uh, with the NFL. Like, I feel like NBA, which, again, we don't cover a ton of NBA, um, baseball, even hockey for the most part. At the beginning of the season, you can look and be like, oh, tch, those teams suck. Like, they won't – like, we could – I could tell you before the season, Pirates, A's, um, probably the Red Sox, they weren't looking very good. Like, you could – you I could list off five, six teams – that you're like, oh, we knew, we knew the Nationals. Um, yeah, like you knew a month before the season they were. Yeah, the, the Rockies, right? Yeah. You knew at the end of last year that they're not, they're not making the playoffs. Probably not next year. Probably the year after. Probably not the year after that. Right? Like that's something you could do in the in baseball, the NBA, mostly in hockey. Dude, football's wide open. The NFL is wide open. Yeah. Like, would it shock you if I don't know? So out of eight divisions, if there were four new division winners, no. There's going to be six new playoff teams, probably. There's going to be one team that shocks the world, doubles their win total, and is probably a number one or two seed. Then there's going to be one that plummets, too. Of course there will be. My guess would be Minnesota, but I don't think they plummet. I think they just go down to like eight or nine wins, but whatever. Either way. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. I don't know. We'll see. 
I just think I just think it's interesting, right? I'm looking at these uh, you know these over unders. It's like there's gonna be a bit of a logjam in some of these divisions. It's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to watch for it for sure, for sure. And we are getting closer, guys. Um, I mean, next episode it'll be July twentieth. So, so what we'll do we be like what near division the end we of have? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me. It's the NFC South. It's South. Go check the Instagram from last year. Yeah, and go I think to, it's South. I think it goes it goes to the West, and then we do NFC South, AFC, AFC South. South. NFC East. East. No, 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 no. We do East last. We do NFC North, AFC North. East. Or maybe we do North next. I don't know. Uh, we Surprise, yeah. We'll leave you. We'll leave you on yeah. the edge. You a little real cliffhanger there. You don't know. Come back we Thursday. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, come back Thursday. And you'll find out. We'll find out what uh, division we have coming up next. But if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll know in advance what That's we're true. doing. You'll know yeah. on Wednesday uh, before the episode comes out. Um, next Thursday. So guys, make sure you're going to theissuesports.com. Check out everything there. Like I said, subscribe to the newsletter. All you have to do is type your email in, press submit, and then it sends you an email to your account. Just go on, accept it so that you'll start getting the newsletters every single Wednesday. Uh, And then while you're there, check out the merch, check out the different podcasts that we have available on the website. All the links for all the social medias can be found there. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And that was The Issue.